Welcome everyone to a very special edition of Couch Potato Diary. It's a Fights and Football Friday, and it's awards time. Uh, my name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you're looking for football on the Fights and Football Friday, that's over on part one. This is part two, and it's all about awards. It is the best and worst of professional wrestling, plus the best of MMA and boxing. Um, if you like what you see here, like this video, subscribe to the channel, and if you're listening in podcast form, remember to rate, review, or subscribe, well, and subscribe, wherever you can. Uh, find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. Uh, all right, without any further ado, it is award season, so let's get into it. The best and worst in professional wrestling. <laughs> All right, uh, let's start with the, let, you know what? Let's start negative and work positive. Um, I think a lot of years, the the worst of would be kind of the main event of any pro wrestling discussion from a, for a year end standpoint. But this is, um, th this was a really good year in professional wrestling. And it feels like we're in a really good spot right now in the world of pro wrestling. So honestly, like, that there were some years where you struggled to come up with a, a best of. I was struggling to come up with some worst of this year. So um, let's get right into it. Let's go with the worst of male wrestler. Um, to me, it is Satnam Singh. He came in with a, a big debut a little bit ago. And it, it's just anytime he's in the ring, it looks labored and unfun. Uh, it's a weird mix with him and Sanjay Dutt and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, so I, I'm just... Not a fan of Satnam Singh, uh, so he is my worst wrestler on the male side. On the female side, it's Nia Jax. No one was excited or clamoring for her to come back. Um, and immediately there's people getting banged up in, in, in spots that she is involved in. And so, and it just like the... The, the hurting people thing, like, that sucks. That really, really does suck. But one of the things that, that's really frustrating me is the promos feel so fake and just so, like, sing-songy, almost. Like, I, I can tell she's reciting it. So, not a fan. Uh, Nia Jax, the worst female wrestler of 2023. Worst tag team, it comes in at the end, and it's DIY. Uh, people were excited about DIY coming in, but it kind of feels like it just... Stopped a bit of momentum that Ciampa was having, and you, you see him now, and it's just, it's not the same as it was before. Um, it, it feels like this is, like, it's maybe time to move on from these guys. Uh, there's much more exciting things happening right now in the WWE Tag Team Division, so this pains me, because I like these guys a lot when they were in NXT, but I'm just, I'm not there when it comes to, to DIY um, on the main roster. Worst debut of 2023. This one, it might be a bit of a stretch, uh, but I'm going to say Gable, uh, Gable Stevenson. He has his first match against Baron Corbin. He gets booed basically the whole time and then hasn't been back since, really. And they, they've said there's a scheduling issue right now um, that, that has him not able to, to compete. But it has been... There was a lot of hype around Gable Stevenson, and it just feels like he hasn't picked it up or whatever it, the, the issue is. It's not clicking right now with the WWE universe. So I'm out on Gable Stevenson. That was the, the worst debut of the season. Most disappointing for 2023, I'm going to go CM Punk. There was just so much excitement about CM Punk when he first debuted. And then everything happens at All In and leading up to it as well. And I get like people are stoked to have him back in WWE after the, the Survivor Series and stuff like that. But I, I just like 
to me, it feels again, fake, right? Like it, it and talk about pro wrestling, but it, it just, it's like, I'm, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Um, him talking about he, how he's home in WWE, like get the fuck out of here. Uh, the, there's just, there isn't nearly as much to be excited about CM Punk in WWE as there is for him in AEW and new Japan and stuff like that. So it, it's just, okay, cool. He's sticking around, but I'm, I'm not excited for, for Phil Brooks, CM Punk to be around in our lives for 2024. Worst promo of the year. I'm going maybe a bit controversial. I'm going Seth Rollins. I don't find any of his deliveries believable. I never really have. Um, he has gotten away from that <laughs> stuff, but that was annoying. Um, and anytime he's in like a blood feud with someone, it's so overacted and everything that it kind of takes me out of it. One of the best wrestlers in the world, no doubt, but the rest of it, yeah, not really a fan. That makes Seth Rollins the worst promo of 2023. Worst match of the year. I'm going to Night of Champions and it's Rhea Ripley against Natalia. Um, say what you want about Natalia. She did not deserve to, like, if you're going to fly her over to Saudi Arabia to do a show, she needs more than a minute of wrestling. Uh, she, th that one felt more, and I get like, at the time, and still, Rhea Ripley is several rungs above Natalia um, in the, the WWE women's division pecking order, right? But and, and so when you see those two of their own, uh, of the, their stature in the division, it makes sense that it's a one minute squash match. But that, that is more a knock on the creative leading in than a knock on Natalia. Um, like it, it just, it felt like, oh fuck, we need to put Rhea out there. Uh, Natalia, sure, you, you're fine traveling to Saudi Arabia, right? Okay, let's do that. Um, it felt almost disrespectful and dismissive of someone who has given so much to the WWE and I, I thought deserved so much more than what she got there. Um, so that that is the reason why I went with that match. Worst event of the year, I'm going to say All Out for AEW. And it's not like the, the show, like it ends with Moxley against Orange Cassidy, which was phenomenal. Um, there was there were some good matches on this show. Overall, this was a really good year for professional wrestling. So there wasn't really an oh my god, can you imagine that? But it's it is coming immediately after um, All Out, like the week after All In um, was All Out, and you're having to shell out fifty bucks for both shows. And it was just, it was not a full AEW caliber pay-per-view event. It was a really good episode of Dynamite, basically, is what this one felt like. And so that's what gets it. Worst event of the year for me. Um, the worst story of 2023, Cody's story continues. The, the lead up to WrestleMania was phenomenal. But Cody's year post-WrestleMania has been just, it's kind of filler. Filler, filler. You know he's going to get the advantage eventually over Brock. You know he's not going to lose to Dominic Mysterio. Now you know he's not going to lose to Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, like, it's it's just felt like a full year of filler to get back to a WrestleMania moment that he may not even get now. So I, I, I have found this to be really frustrating. And look, credit Cody, because he has still been entertaining every week, and I've still been captivated by this character. But the overall story... I think one thing we forget sometimes as wrestling fans, um, and I think WWE has kind of fallen into it a little bit, you can have title changes outside of WrestleMania. You can have big moments outside of WrestleMania. Not everything, like not every title reign needs to culminate 
at Mania. We can have a title change at Payback, right? Like you can, you're, you're allowed to do that. Um, and I think they've kind of fallen into a bit of a, a routine with some of these, like, oh, we need the biggest moment at WrestleMania. Like, yes, you do. You can also have big moments at Elimination Chamber. And that may end up being where Cody wins the title. Um, I, I do think you have to deliver on that at some point here. Because there is going to be a time where people just kind of roll their eyes with Cody like they did in AEW. You, you have something hot here right now. And it's, like, you could have done everything with the bloodline this year. You could have done that with... Roman Reigns not having the championship and had this full year of Cody um, as the, the world heavyweight champion doing basically the same thing. You could even have Rock and Roman at WrestleMania and it would still feel the same without Roman being the champion right now. So it, it just, that to me felt very blah. Um, worst gimmick of the year. I'm going to say the righteous, uh, the, the, now it's not a new one. They are uh, more a ring of honor tag team than AEW, but I, I need a break from, oh, these guys are dark and psychotic and maybe a little mysterious. Like, the, the Judgment Day, they, they are a dark group, but it's not, like, it's it's how they dress, but it's not a main part of their personality. The whole crazy, and I'm, I'm tilting my head to the camera to show you how crazy I am. Isn't that crazy? And, oh, I might even do a maniacal laugh. Isn't that so terrifying? I'm so fucking over all of that. Um, and so I'm, I'm not... Anytime the righteous come on the TV, it's a groan for me right now. Uh, I'm just, I'm out of it. Uh, the worst story of the year, th this is obvious. Uh, it was Bray Wyatt and, and Terry Funk passing away within a week, uh, within the same week, within the same couple of days. That was truly heartbreaking and uh, just brought the entire wrestling world to its knees for a few days. And it, it was just, even still doesn't more specific to, to Bray than, than Terry Funk with all due respect. Um, it still doesn't feel totally real to, to us wrestling fans. So, uh, this is a show a little bit about levity, but that th this was so clearly the, the worst of the year that I, I felt it, it needed a bit of acknowledging here. Uh, worst moment of the year. I'm going to say Jack Perry saying, Oh, look at this real glass, uh, which leads to a giant blow up, which leads to our most disappointing wrestler of the year in CM Punk. It's just a kid being stupid. Um, to, to suggest like, it's so weird how we've gone from man. Isn't it stupid? Brock Lesnar used real glass to man. Isn't it stupid? Jack Perry, um, or they wouldn't let Jack Perry use real glass. Like this is still wrestling. We're, we're still allowed to be fake with this stuff. Right. So that was, it was just, it was a kid being a kid in the worst possible time that led to a giant thing, uh, that led to really the, the changing of the path of a couple of companies going forward. So that I, I think makes it how everything played out afterward. That makes it the worst of the year for 2023 worst promotion of the year. I have a tie uh, ring of honor gets it for, for me on the, um, on the worst of side. It is so, it is such an irrelevant brand right now. And there's some of their titles on AEW, but all, like MJF and Adam Cole being their tag team champions, like nothing felt more like, oh, this title is just a prop than, than Ring of Honor. And that has kind of felt like it all year long. The one time Ring of Honor felt like a big deal was when Eddie Kingston won the ROH title back at Grand Slam. But overall, this has been a really down year for AEW. And like, it just, they need to figure it out or just kind of let it die, in my opinion. Because this this is not, this is not doing the AEW or the, the Ring of Honor brand any good. Having it just be, um the main event or superstars of AEW were um, oh, tied with that is all Japan pro wrestling. 
New Japan is going through a bit of a transition time right now, but still, New Japan is the, so clearly number one, and they had a few good moments this year, and as we talked about before, had a pretty good Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Wrestle Kingdom review is available wherever you're consuming this right now. You have, also out in Japan, Stardom, which had, I, I would say, a strong year again here in 2023. Some injury issues, but Stardom had a pretty good year. Pro Wrestling Noah, well, they had the big crossover thing with, with New Japan, and Kaido Kiyomiya is in the, the, the G1, and he's at Wrestle Kingdom. And you have uh, New Japan stars showing up on, on Pro Wrestling Noah shows. I didn't hear a fucking thing out of All Japan all, season, all year long. And they have a history that I truly respect. And at one point, they were the dominant company in professional wrestling in Japan. And now, they feel like such an afterthought. And so, I hope that changes here in 2024. Worst show of the year, Collision. Um, they lost in the ratings at points to Rampage. It just hasn't really clicked. Um, and I know a lot of that was because CM Punk left, but... It just, it feels like they, they've had some amazing matches on there. And we, I went to a collision out, out here in, in Calgary this year um, and saw one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. But it just hasn't clicked. So uh, Collision is the worst show for 2023. That leads us now to our best of for 2023. We will start with Male Wrestler. And to me, it was MJF. Um, the, the pro, some of the, the best promos of the year, some of the best matches of the year, all of it together, building up to a, a great, great 2023 for MJF. He is the winner. Um, my female wrestler of the year, there, there wasn't really a, a huge standout. I went Mayu Iwatani. Um, she ends up winning the IWGP Women's Championship. She had some amazing matches throughout the year, and every match she is in becomes must-watch. So Mayu Iwatani gets the win for me. Tag Team of the Year, FTR. Um, they were in like the, the tag team match of all time, that two out of three falls match in Calgary against uh, Bullet Club Gold and all year long had some some real good shows. Uh, the debut of the year, it's Mr. Disappointment. It's CM Punk at Survivor Series. Nothing else comes close. Um, Adam Copeland in, in AEW was fun, but no, CM Punk coming back to the WWE in Chicago and all the drama that it caused on the internet for a little bit certainly deserves the nod for the best debut. Our breakthrough performer of the year is quite obviously LA Knight. Yeah. Um, whenever you get old wrestler shit talking to you, you know you've broken through. And he he feels like what his catchphrase is, the megastar. It does admittedly feel like it's cooled off a little bit here. Um, with, with now Roman coming in, CM Punk coming in. There's been a lot of big personalities that have kind of pushed him aside. I think LA Knight still gets a prominent feature at WrestleMania, but we'll, we'll see what ends up coming of LA Knight here in 2024, but it does feel like he's starting to be pushed to the back burner just a touch. Uh, the best promo of the year is still MJF. Um, how he was able to, to work, um, like to go from being the, the scumbag babyface, the scumbag heel and all of those things. And a lot of the notes in the, the, the Adam Cole best friend, um, story throughout the year just hit perfectly because of MJF's promo abilities. So he gets an odd as promo of the year. Match of the year. I saw a lot of people copping out and saying, oh, it's Osprey and, and Omega from Wrestle Kingdom and from Forbidden Door. No, you have to choose one. You can't cop out on this. It has to be one. And there is only one. It's Wrestle Kingdom. That was one of the great matches you will ever see in your life. Um, 
Forbidden Door was awesome. It really was. Five stars. No notes. All of that. Well, one note. Don't have a move that looks like it kills someone, right? Like, l legitimately killed someone. And that was the, the Tiger Driver spot. So that bumped it down back behind the Wrestle Kingdom match for me. Um, so Osprey Omega 1 gets our match of the year. Um, the best event of 2023, I'm going to go to Backlash in Puerto Rico. There was That crowd was electric. And Bad Bunny comes out. Um, Carlito makes an appearance. That that whole show was just such an amazing event, and I think really kicked off the post WrestleMania year in style for WWE. And you can see now that they are building off of that um, here in 2024 with a, a trip to France <clears throat> coming. I believe it's France uh, coming up there. So this is a, I, I think something the WWE can really build on here is going to a lot of untapped markets. And I think Puerto Rico needs to be tapped more, to be perfectly honest. That crowd was unbelievable and probably the crowd of the year. Story of the year, it has to be the bloodline. Probably call it with the culmination at WrestleMania. Um, after that, it's been okay. Uh, actually, you know, th there's been a few good spots. We'll say culminating at SummerSlam. Um, Jey Uso with his shot at Roman Reigns for the, 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 the Universal Championship or whatever it's called. Um... When Jimmy pulled him out and it was just like, ugh, why? You know, like that, that probably killed it there. Um, but it, it's still like, I'm still intrigued by it now with like Roman and The Rock, Jimmy and Jay. Um, I thought Solo would be a little bit further along by now, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think that there is, um, there's still a lot of good coming out of that. There's obviously like, there's been a few this year, right? Like the Judgment Day's build has been a whole lot of fun. Um, the best friend angle with MJF and Adam Cole has been really, really good as well. Um, I even like, I'm pretty sure this was 2023, Club Venus um, breaking away from Cosmic Angels in stardom and uh, leading to the um, Shirakawa against Tom Nakano match. I thought that was some really great stuff. Tom Nakano has been in a, a few really great things the last couple of years. I, I thought her rivalry leading to her teaming with Natsupoi was so much fun. And now her uh, her feud with Mina Shirakawa was a blast as well out in stardom. But the main story of the year is the bloodline. Gimmick of the year, it has to be Tony Storm. Um, th This new character is brilliant and they add it feels like they add something new every week and it makes it all the more fun and then her calling out wendy richter this week was beautiful last week i guess was beautiful um so tony storm with this new character this new character could have been absolute dog shit and she has made it perfection best story of the year for the world of professional wrestling aew at wembley um to have the number two company in the world have the number one gate in the world is really something. Um, and it, it was unfortunate. All the talk after that was about CM Punk because that, that should have been basically like a six month victory lap for AEW to celebrate coming off of that. But it was not meant to be. Uh, moment of the year, Sami Zayn turns on Roman Reigns at, Rum at the Royal Rumble. That chair shot and everyone's reaction after, and the buildup leading to uh, what, like, honestly, uh, honorable mention to uh, Sami Zayn's entrance at Elimination Chamber and coming so close to winning the championship there. Um, that is, that, that for me was the moment of the year. Promotion of the year, it's the WWE. They're, they are the big dog and they had a big year, so they get it. And show of the year was SmackDown. That, that was predominantly where a lot of the Bloodline story took place. Um, it's moving networks coming up in 2024, but to me that was the, the show of 
the year. So those are your Pro Wrestling Awards for 2023. But now it is time to move into the world of face punching as we do the awards. Cut myself off there. The awards for uh, pro uh, for MMA and boxing. We will start with male male fighter of the year in boxing. It was Naoya in a way. Um, again, the monster was just masterful all year long. Even though his fights were happening at two in the morning out in uh, out in Japan, um, it was. It was a year where he started as the pound-for-pound number one, fought, I believe, four times, won some more titles, and ended the year as pound-for-pound number one. That makes you fighter of the year in my book. Uh, Fighter of the year in MMA was Islam Makashev. There are guys who fought more, um, but Islam Makashev's two fights in 2023 were both against the pound-for-pound number one or number two in the sport. You win both of those, you get locked in as the the number one fighter of the year. So that's where Islam Makashev gets it for me. Um, Female boxer of the year, Amanda Serrano. Um, Taylor lost one bout this year, and that was kind of the the tiebreaker, basically, for me. Uh, Serrano with three really good fights. Female fighter of the year, I had to go Alexa Grasso with the upset win over Valentina Shevchenko um, and then defending her championship. The the submission win, we'll we'll talk about in a little bit here. Um, But that was... Just an all-time MMA moment, and to to build off of that, and build now into 2023, really, really fun. Uh, Fight of the year. For me, the fight of the year, maybe it wasn't the most exciting, but it was just transcendent. I had to go Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence Jr. With the, we were finally getting it, the hype, the buildup, and then the fight itself was a whole lot of fun, and it was... Terrence Crawford establishing that he was, in my opinion, number two, pound for pound, in the world. Just reaffirming, like, hey, I am that dude. Um, It was just otherworldly watching him do that. And just absolutely amazing. So, uh, to me, that fight gets fight of the year. And fight of the year in the MMA side is Volkanovski and Makashev won again. Two, the top two pound-for-pound fighters went to a decision that is still contested to this day. That gets you the number one fight of the year. Knockout of the year, um, to me, it was Tank Davis knocking out Ryan Garcia. A body shot, he steps back, and down he goes. Um, they were, were billing it as Tank is now the face of boxing. That's not necessarily the case, but still a big win. Um, and, and a surprise knockout, nonetheless. Um, Sidhu Sai at PFL... If you haven't seen it, it is a spin heel kick knockout at PFL. It was PFL 6 for 2023. Um, It it was just, it was so violent um, that it gets knockout of the year. Submission of the year, it goes along with our female fighter of the year. It's Alexa Grasso with her sub win over Valentina Shevchenko to win the championship. It was, you you hear her break it down after, and it was so expertly set up that you, you have to give this submission of the year. Obviously, there isn't a submission of the year in uh, boxing. Our breakout star of the year in boxing, it's Devin Haney. To a lot of people, he'd already broken out, but this year with the, the win over Lomachenko, I think broke him out even further into that next stratosphere, and I think he's going to have at least one real big money fight in 2024, so he gets it for me. Uh, breakout fighter in MMA is Ilya Teporia, who... Uh, again, like the, the Grasso broke out, but she was a title challenger already. Teporia has worked into the, oh, this is the next champion 
category here at 145 pounds. So he gets breakout star for me. Um, just a, a couple of things. Worst event of the year. I brought it up when I did the stuff with the Fresh Take Network. Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis. Um, KSI fought on that card too. And it seemed like that was the tipping point of everyone just kind of being over it with the... Um, with all of the celebrity fights. That's the word I was looking for. And then also the December 23rd fights with uh, Anthony Joshua and um, uh, Deontay Wilder both fighting. They're, they're just... A, they're fighting on the same card but not fighting each other. And B, these were two of like the megastars in boxing and there was zero buzz around that fight. So they, that gets worst event. Um, most disappointing fighter on the MMA side was Conor McGregor. Um, all that talk of, oh, I want to fight four times a year and all that stuff... Just get out of my face. I'm so over with Conor McGregor. Well, watch when he fights on International Fight Week, but it's not going to be, oh boy, Conor McGregor. Just kind of done with the, the guy. Uh, last thing. Breaking news. As Francis Ngannou has a new boxing fight scheduled with Anthony Joshua. There's a number of different ways to look at this. One, this is a massive win for for um, Francis Ngannou. Um, he... Going up against Anthony Joshua now is that fight made official. I didn't see a date when I, I went to record, but to have Ngannou against Joshua to get a second gigantic boxing payday out of this means like he has undeniably. I thought it was clear um, after he he left the, the UFC, but he so clearly schooled the UFC in this now, and he has he is thriving in life outside of the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Good for him. So excited for him. Um, from a, a boxing standpoint, like it's it's Joshua trying to get back into relevancy with a, a big name, a big payday out in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Um, like just fight Wilder and get it over with. The, the buzz has kind of really worn off of Anthony Joshua, but he still, it's a big name and it's a big test for Deontay Wilder. But um, if the, the Wilder, or sorry, I keep saying Wilder. If the Nganu that showed up uh, against Tyson Fury and the Joshua that showed up the last little while meet each other. Francis Ngannou is going to pull off one of the biggest wins of uh, an MMA fighter going, maybe, or probably, definitely the biggest win of an MMA fighter going into boxing that anyone has ever seen. It is a bit of a bummer for the PFL, who's going into a very important year after purchasing Bellator. Um, Francis Ngannou's big MMA debut was supposed to be the big thing for 2024 for uh, PFL. And now maybe they get it, but. Either Wilder loses in devastating fashion and a lot of the bloom comes off of the rose or Wilder wins and is now a superstar in the world of boxing and continues to get high-level boxing fights. It just feels like it's a lose-lose for the PFL. So it's it's a little bit disappointing for them to kick off 2024 with that news. Uh, all right, that is going to do it for part two of Fights and Football Friday. Again, if you're looking for the football breakdown, that's over on part one. Um, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, Diary at yahoo.com. For more on the Calgary Flames, I'm going to be on Game Over Calgary Saturday and Sunday. Uh, some early games on both of those for um, for those squads, so uh, check those out. And then I'm going to be on Sportsnet 960 The Fan Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week um, as I'm going to be back on the mornings from 6 to 9. So thank you all so much for tuning in today, and I'll talk to all of you next week or later this weekend on, uh, on SDPN. And either way, talk to you guys later.